Conscience and talking about kink. Welcome to BSing with Barrett and Shiva on the Erotic Awakening Podcast. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or are prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Exactly. So what are we talking about tonight? Oh, by the way, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year everyone. <laughs> I know that probably sounded rehearsed, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not written down on the, well, never mind. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. But either way, Happy New Year, everyone. We spent the New Year together uh, looking into each other's eyes deeply as the clock struck midnight and we were hanging out at the Prestige Group's New Year's Eve party. What a wonderful and lovely time that was. Absolutely. Good times. Good times. We want to thank uh, all the people from the Prestige Group for making such a lovely evening for all the Dayton and surrounding area kinksters. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. The hotel tail was wonderful. The snacks and uh, and all that stuff was was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so we want to have a shout out to all the all the uh, the leaders of that group, the Prestige Group in Dayton. Ooh, okay. Okay. On to the first question. Right, on to the first Let's question. Let's do some BSing. <laughs> All right. It's so, a way to start the new year. <laughs> that's true. That's true. How can we not? So uh, here's the question. You ready? I'm ready. This is from a to- total newbie. And you know how I know they're a total newbie? Because they said they were a total newbie? Because they said... I like when they admit to being a total newbie. Right. Well, it's great because then you know who you're dealing with. You don't have to fuck around. You don't have to like, oh, well, is this person trying to portray something? Is this trying, you know, are they are they say, are they trying to like, oh, well, I've been in the scene forever. And you turn around and it's been in the scene for six months. That's forever, isn't it? Well, some I mean, people. if you count their online experience. Exactly. <laughs> or on the Second Life or any number of those. Groups. Hey, I've been on Collar Me since 1987. Woo-hoo. I've been a master for <laughs> decades. Oh, this is your first bunch? Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Okay. So this young newbie or not so young newbie said, I realized that I, this is a total newbie question. This was our first hint that they were a newbie. But I am very new to being kinky, our second hint that they were a newbie. And I'm truly interested in knowing an answer, the third hint that they were a newbie. I am just out of a long-term relationship that failed because of total sexual incompatibility. I'm not sure what that means. They might have been a Martian and the other one was, you know, like incompatible with life. It was like that scene from Species. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) She says, me, I want sex every day. Him wants sex like two or three times a year. Holy crap. Now, uh, you you laugh, but this is something, I mean, I was was at a a lunch lunch, uh, meeting the other day when when a a newer person to the scene was also telling me a similar situation. I was like, is this like... And this was a guy? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Because I know women that go through, you know, moments of not wanting to have a lot of sex, but Mm -hmm. most men are like... Randy all the time, right? Aren't they? And and this is what I told. Her. I guess my experience is you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, like she was. She she said to me, "Well, how do you seduce a guy?" And I said, "Come naked, bring beer." <laughs> it's that simple. And with, and with you, you don't even have to bring beer, right? I don't. Or like beer. come naked either. <laughs> right. right. Just show up. Have Just a pulse. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the questions. Here are the questions. Is it a good idea? We'll take these one at a time. Is there? Is it a good idea to start a relationship based on almost entirely on sex? Do 
The, wait, 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 we should answer that one first. Well, but I was going to list the three and then go back. Okay. I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Is it a good idea to start a relationship based into almost entirely on sex? As long as you both agree that that's what the relationship is about, hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do those type of relationships ever become long-lasting committed ones? Yes, I'm still having sex with lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> and three, is serious sexual compatibility, not just chemistry, but compatibility in terms of frequency, shared sexual activities, and interest, a good foundation of a relationship? Okay, oh. so so let's start with that first one. Is it a good idea to start a relationship based almost entirely on sex? Well, you heard my answer. Right. My answer is yes. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because that's how Sheba and my relationship started. Absolutely. Yeah, he we, was a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started, um, we may have told the story before, but fuck it. We're going to tell it again. And what happened was I was on my bike. I'd stopped by the, the gas station where she was pulling a part-time job and I immediately was enraptured with her ass <laughs> and I was immediately scared to death thinking he was casing the joint <laughs> and so you know I tried to flirt with her and she just it was like totally overhead yeah I was yeah I was going to school I had a, a full-time job a part-time job I was behind the counter actually doing my homework so, yeah. and, and I wandered in you know big biker long hair you know, kind of with the swagger, trying to act cool and all that you stuff. You totally trying to act cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was totally like trying to create the seduction. I it, had no idea he was flirting. That's how bad he is at it. <laughs> well, I've come a long way since then, I hope. You have. Training girls, lots of training. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so what happened is I finally I finally convinced her, no, I'm not trying to rob the place. I am trying to get into your pants. And uh, we ended up... No, you didn't. You ended up coming back two or three days later yeah. to ask me out. Right. Yeah. And you said yes. And we went out to uh, our, our, local, our local burger joint. <laughs> the place where we now have the talk. Right. And we... Um, we sat down and I said, well, you know, there are three things I don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And and we covered those throughout the entire... Uh, first date. First date. Because you'd never, ever lay down the gauntlet in front of me. Right. Which was, which was the first sign I knew that I was dealing with a significant amount of brat. <laughs> and two or three more dates later, I was... It was lunchtime and uh, we're hot and heavy on my living room floor and she... Whipped out the strongest substance known to man. <laughs> My even... mom promised me that if I wore the the what are they called the it's, it's, it was like a spanx it was, it was or a spanx a... that if you wear these it was you like... won't ever have to worry about you know but it was more of a putting spanx. out before like... you're ready to put out <laughs> it was an armor plated reinforced it was spanx. totally. <laughs> I could not get through that without a knife, and she was just saying, no, you're not cutting my spanks off. <laughs> so the next time, I just told her to take them off, and it worked out better. <laughs> and we had absolutely great sex. It was totally based on sex. Mm-hmm. It was a booty call for, like, what, six months? Oh, yeah. 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 It was a, yeah. You call me around 11 o'clock at night, and I'll let you know whether or not I'm too tired to to fuck to see you. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was, come over, let's... Make small talk for thirty seconds or so, then let's. Was it even thirty seconds? I don't know. Yeah. It was, and we yeah. got naked and yeah, yeah, all kinds of craziness. Yeah, ensued. Ensued. Mm-hmm. So I guess that answers one and two. Do those type of relationships ever become long-lasting, committed ones? The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> 
because we went from booty call to about a year later when we started talking about Polly and we started talking about dating other people. We started talking about um, making our relationships more of a more of a primary one. Mm-hmm. And then about a year later, we were bonded, um, hand fasted. I don't know what you'd call it, but it was it was a um, it was a commencement ceremony. It was a commencement celebration of our <laughs> of our commitment. And it uh, we've been together now for what twelve years. Oh my God, eleven and a half years. Yeah, almost twelve years. And they, uh, it did. It was. It was. It's been committed. We get. We we got married again. We got married the first time on uh, in two thousand and two. And we got married again in two thousand and what? Eight. Two thousand and eight. And I think we're gonna do it again in two thousand and fourteen. We have to get divorced first. Every six years we should do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, so the final question is serious sexual compatibility, i.e. not just chemistry, but compatibility in terms of frequency, shared sexual activities and interest, a good foundation of relationship. What isn't? If you're if you're if you're compatible sexually, that's one of the tenets of a relationship. You have five aspects. You have you have a a emotional compatibility. You have a physical compatibility. You have a mental compatibility. You have a spiritual compatibility, and you have a sexual compatibility. It's one of the five elements of of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And but the best is to balance them all. Right. Yeah. That's right. where you find your primary partnerships. I mm-hmm. think you know because most of my other partnerships are based on one of those or maybe two of those, mm-hmm. but not all the aspects. Yeah, like ours is. Uh-huh. That is true. Yeah. That is true. So, it, so yeah, I think that with any relationship, the question you should be asking is, what do you want to base your relationship on? And are you willing to voice that to the other person? Mm-hmm. Now, because if you just want to have hot monkey sex, then you just need to go, and tell them <laughs> what you can't see when you do the podcast is me with my arm in my armpit. <laughs> right, scratching, scratching your armpit like a freaking chimpanzee. It's my ode to the little monkey that died from Tarzan. Did you know about that? Cheetah. Cheetah. Cheetah died. Was his real name Cheetah? His name was Cheetah. <laughs> Why would you call a monkey Cheetah? I don't know. Why wouldn't you just call him Monkey? Babe, it was like the 1930s. What no, the fuck I get do they that. Know? Was he that old? Did he just die? Actually, he's older than that. I think he was 86 or 87 years old. A chimpanzee? Chimpanzee. Holy crap. I did not know they lived that long. I thought they were 30 years and you get another one. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bubbles is going to be around for a long time with those Jackson kids. (laughs) Well, you know, they got to have somebody now. Talk about a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Are we done with the sex question? I think so. We can be. Okay. Speaking of sex. Speaking of sex. Speaking of sex. Aren't we always speaking of sex? Well, yeah, mostly. Um, we have a new article out on Sex Is Magazine called Truth Is Better Than Fiction. And you can find it at, honey, tell them the, the website. It is www.sexismagazine.com, Sex Is Magazine, or www.edenfantasies.com. Com backslash sex is we're uh, available on both of those we are um, this is our 
X number of article. I don't know. We've written a bunch of them for sex is. And uh, we really like this one because it describes uh, some experiences that we had in actually telling the truth to people who weren't prepared for it. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of telling the truth, let's go on to this next question. It's an interesting one. It's, It's definitely, it's kink related, but it also has to do a lot with poly. Mm-hmm. So my oh I'm sorry this came from anonymous <laughs> Anani mouse <laughs> So my partner is now seeing this new kinkster I have all these feelings of jealousy I don't know what to do I just want to scream and it hurts I hate the little green-eyed monster how do I deal with my partner's choosing others Hmm mm. the green-eyed monster Well Let's start out by saying this. In any, we've been we've been poly since the outset of our relationship, um, and I've been poly for hell twenty years or so. Some yeah, of the it's dark, not called poly what you were doing earlier. <laughs> uh, well, you know, some some of it in the light and as poly, and some of it in the dark as cheating. But you know, once I discovered my desire to be with more than one, I started out by saying, "Look, I want to date other people," and that was in my early twenties. When I was 20, 22, 23, I had no idea. I was just cheating. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I started to recognize, no, I have more th- more needs than one person can satisfy. And it's not because I have so many needs or anything like that or I'm complex or complicated. He is so needy. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mainly because, it's mainly because I just, I like more than one flavor. Oh, God. You're not going to go into the mint chocolate chip thing, are you? No, no. Okay. Do you want me to? No. Okay. I want to be butter pecan, and let's just leave it there. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> so my experience with jealousy, because I, I'm I'm experienced with it, <laughs> um, I had never been in a poly relationship until this one, and so I went in with this, the the mono mindset still, and so there was a lot of jealousy in the beginning of our relationship for me, and it wasn't until I started going to um, different poly groups and talking to different poly people and reading some some books about it and reading some online articles about it to start to understand that what I was trying to do was fit myself into barracks poly mold of what he wanted poly to be and I wasn't actually like embracing that part of myself that was also poly and was trying to do poly his way instead of discovering what my way of doing poly was and what my comfort level was and so once I started to to do that that self-examination and talk to different people and go to the meetings, I started to embrace that part of me. And from then on, I mean, I feel jealousy, but what I do with it now is something different. Um, What I realize is that for me, jealousy is an indicator that somewhere I am not meeting a need of my own and I need to figure out what that is and meet it for myself in order to not project that onto Barrick and whoever else he's in relationship with. Um, and usually what that looks like is, I'll give one example, is um, like he met this girl like several years ago, absolutely adorable, long blonde hair, so pretty, uh, just gorgeous in every possible way that I could think of. 
And so I started the comparison of she's got pretty hair, she's got better eyelashes, she wears better shoes, blah, 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 in my head. So, so of course, once you start the comparison, you're, you, you tend to find yourself less than or lower than another person. So you become jealous and envious of what you perceive them to be. Um, so what I needed to do was look into myself and figure out what was going on with my own self-esteem and my own self-worth in order to release those feelings of jealousy because the part of myself that wasn't being met was the part that found love in myself and loved myself first and foremost. Um, so that's one experience that I've had with jealousy. Mm -hmm. I tend to, I tend to be jealous when it's, when I perceive it to be taking something from me. Mm. For instance, uh, there was a time a while ago when I had casually mentioned, um, hey, I'd like to do this thing with you. And I think it was something stupid like, you know, go to, go to see the, the Phantom Menace or some, go see some Star Wars movie or some geeky shit that I was really interested in going to see. And so then I, I went to work and you went out with... Uh, you're at that time, you're at that time, you're dominant. And you said, Oh, uh, me and so-and-so my dominant went, you know, he wanted to see this movie and took me to go see it. And I was really kind of irritated. I was like, Hey, I wanted to see that with you. And, uh, and, and in, in my, I didn't come right out and say that initially I started to get this green eyed monster. I started to get this kind of irritation resentment. And when I noticed that pattern happening, I, I broke it. I said, well, okay, so why am I feeling this way? And the truth was that you had done something that I thought that we should have done together. And I don't think I, that I voiced it clear enough to make m my needs met, to mm -hmm. get my needs met. I think that it was more of just like I was having this conversation in my head about what it should be. And... I don't think I communicated that in a way that you fully understood the importance of sharing this particular thing with you because it meant a fair amount to me, even though it wasn't, you know, it might not have meant jack shit to you. Hey, come see the new Star Wars with me. And you, okay. and you go, uh, I don't know. Okay, whatever. whatever. <laughs> and for me, Star Wars, the original series was, was, a, was, a, was a pivotal paradigm shift in my life. You know, back in the back in the you know seventies and so forth and so on, and so I I figured this new movie would have been the next generation of paradigm shifts as an adult. Now, oh, I wanted you to be with me for that experience, <laughs> and you know, so I had this whole thing with me, right? And 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 when you shared this with with your your dominant, I was like, well, I wanted that, uh -huh. and so that's when I became jealous, right? Right. I think the important part is realizing what um, what triggers your jealousy um, and and dealing with it, you know, in a healthy way and not shoving it off onto someone else because you can always get jealous and scream and yell at your partner, you mm -hmm. know. But all that does is put a wedge in your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, what's going to work better is is examining why you are feeling the way you are and finding a way within yourself to deal with that. And that may be talking to your partner, you know, like what Beric is talking about. He needed to come to me and just say the words, you know, I was hurt. You know, For me, it was I didn't really need to talk to him. I needed to examine what was going on and deal with it internally, you mm -hmm. know. So... Um, I guess how you deal with your partner choosing others is entirely 
based on how you deal with your jealousy because you are going to feel jealousy. You know, that's, it's natural. You're supposed to. It's putting negative crap on top of it that kind of spins it out of control. It also depends. One, one, I think one of the things that, that we, you and I might take for granted is that it's also part of our agreements. Mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, original agreements that say our relationship is open. Our relationship is available for both active and passive newer relationship energy, whether it's with a new play partner or, or somebody who has... Um, elements of DS or somebody who has elements of being a vanilla kink or a vanilla uh, lover or partner or friend. And we have all of that available within our relationship. And that's how we started. That's how the, the, the agreements that we've created say we can go do these things. And if perhaps this person um, whose partner is seeing a new kinkster doesn't have those agreements about what is uh, quote allowed or what is agreed upon between the two people in the relationship it can become a form of resentment because one person might come in I've I've been in relationships where I've been the poly partner in with a monogamous person and when they don't look at the the full aspect of the communal value of my of my poly and they look at ownership of the relationship based on their history it it can be a source of 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 resentment for them and then it comes into the relationship and causes stress mm-hmm. tension mm-hmm. tension yeah and jealousy on their part right exactly which so. is unnecessary suffering yeah exactly yeah so. mm-hmm. oh i feel very buddhist oh well and and for, <laughs> and for you know for somebody like me or you Honestly, I, I don't have time for that. And I, what happens when one of my one of my partners or 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 um, relationships becomes jealous or whatever? And yeah, I'll be glad to listen to their feelings, but I'm not going to take any responsibility for it. I explained who I was at the onset of our relationship, mm-hmm. and if the, that person's unable to accept it, eh, I'm sorry, oh. not, not my fault. Not your fault. So if you want to talk more about relationship dynamics or Mm -hmm. kink or poly, there's a great way that you can do that because you can hear more on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week, you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with Dan and Dawn. It's an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And once monthly, you can catch a special episode of Erotic Awakening hosted by Lee Harrington and another special episode hosted by Molina Williams. Fantastic. Did you love the way I segued into that? That was fantastic. Yeah? Did you like that? Well, the Erotic Awakening <laughs> Network is is uh, is becoming a full-fledged network. They have podcasts at least twice a week on a regular basis. They have... Um, they also have one hosted by Sir Top and Bonnie. Really? I believe they do. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Once on, once in a while, maybe. they do. Oh, well, they did. <laughs> <laughs> at, at one point, there was that. And... <laughs> He's going to take that out. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking the exact time, so the cut, that's cut. gone. Anyway. So, um... Let's, let's let's talk about let's have one more question. Okay. Do you see one on here that makes, makes I do you happy? I do actually I had one that was kind of uh, 
quite interesting that, that I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, do you think fear is useful in a DS and or a play relationship? I think fear is necessary, <laughs> but that's, that's my particular kink. Like for me, um, what, what I have discovered with my dominant, nod out to you, sweetie pie, um, is that uh, there is a, there is a key to unlocking the, the little submissive inside, because believe it or not, there is one in there. I just hide her really well. Um, it, it, part of the key, um, is fear. You know, part of the key is, is sexual energy, but definitely part of, part of, yeah, and part of it's pain. So it's kind of like, it's the combination of those three things in just the right order that unlock, you know, the box inside that keeps my little submissive safe. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to get into my box, we can talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, I find fear... Um, one of the many tools in the uh, in the tops toolbox in the top dominant master owner whatever you want to call it um, or whatever aspect I'm using I find that to be a, a very useful tool mm. I also I also want to add a piece to that which is I want my s types my bottoms my whoever I play with to have a certain level of trust for I have a certain level of trust with me trust it Trust. But also, there's got You got to set them off a little. I mean, I find well, that if yeah. if I can keep them on their toes, mm-hmm. there's a better dynamic, and they're giving me more energy, and I can give back more. Well, you know, I understand. Understand that I I want them to have this underlying trust that I'm not going to permanently damage them. But I'm going to hurt them. Well, right. But I'm going to hurt <laughs> them, and I want them to have this suspension of belief. Right? They have this belief that. Barrick is, is, is my my reputation is 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 pretty good. That I'm not going to do something that, to harm them. I'm I'm not going to create a situation where they could be in serious jeopardy. But on the other hand, I want them to have that underlying belief and faith, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I also want to be able to suspend that belief for a moment, right? Because I know there I know of two people that have you as as a hard limit, right? You know. So there's Absolutely. a belief out there that you're some kind of sadist, which I don't understand. I am a very happy and friendly <laughs> sadist. Uh, you know, if you want to ask somebody who's, who plays with me, it's hilarious because they will say that I'm the happiest, friendliest sadist they know. Mm-hmm. And Smiling the entire time. Right. Smiling the entire time, <laughs> having a great time, really hurting them. And But that's the name of the game. Right. That's... It's, but that's it's exactly the, but the that. pain is the one. It, pain is one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Fear, I think, is is entirely different. Well, but it's there. There is a level of fear of what's going to happen. Hmm. Meaning, yes, okay. They the, the the people I play with know that there's going to be a certain level of pain, mm-hmm. right? But they don't know what I'm going to do next. They don't know how badly it's going to hurt. They don't know what's going to happen. And so there is a level of fear of, is he going to X, Y, Z? Right? For instance, the seesaw. Did, did I, I, I told you about the seesaw with uh, the, the, my former play partner. There was a, there was a, there was a, a, a thing and I brought these 
tools out onto the table along with a pulley. And I had set up a suspension beam in the, in the house and I made them look over. And so there, there started to become a little bit of trepidation at what I was going to do with this nose hook and this anal hook. And as I started to rig them up and give her the understanding that I was going to suspend her, but I was going to add a certain amount of weight that relied on the nose hook and the anal hook. So it was, she could either have pressure on one or off the other, you know, so it was kind of like a, a win lose situation. Exactly. A lose lose situation. A lose lose situation. She she could take a certain <laughs> amount of pressure off the anal hook, but it, then it then it pulled her nose up higher on her face, and so there was a there as this was happening. Once the scene was over, later on, if I brought out the nose hook, it had a significant level of fear for her. Yeah. Because I wasn't she wasn't sure what was going to happen next with it. Mm-hmm. What I was because she knew I loved to escalate. And she didn't know where I could go from there. Mm-hmm. So it became this fear-based game. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I absolutely think that um, fear is, is useful in, in any play and a DS relationship. Mm-hmm. Do I think... F- but I think there's a limit to that, too. I don't think you should threaten things that you... That, that you can't do. Well, that you can't do. <laughs> I don't like... Like if, if you run up to somebody with a knife and say, I'm going to stab you and kill you. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're if you've got a reputation that says you've never killed anybody, you're an honorable citizen. Most people aren't going to believe you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. If you stand them on the edge of a cliff and say you're going to drop them off, are they going to believe you? Probably not. Mm-mm. No matter how good you are. Yeah, but there are certain people where you can push limits, and there are certain people that you can't. Because mm-hmm. I have an experience where I was playing with with someone who reportedly was supposed to be this uber sadist. And, um, are you at, talking about the at big, one point big nasty time, man? No. Oh, okay. At one point in time, I'll get to the big nasty man here in a minute. Okay. Um, at one point when we were playing, I put my hands like over my butt so that he absolutely could not hit me there anymore because my ass was killing me. And, and he said, you know, move your hands or else. And I'm like, bullshit. He is, he is not going to hit my hands because there are delicate little bone structures in my hands. So I knew that that was just a ploy to get me to move them so he could hit me again. And that if I didn't move them, he would either have to move them himself or, you know, he would have to hit something else on me because it just wasn't going to be my ass. So I kept them there and it worked. You know, because <laughs> let's face it, you, know, you got to know, you, you have to know who you're, who you're playing with. But then in the same type of situation where I put my hands over my breast at one point playing with the big scary man and was told the same thing, move them or else, you know, I should have known better. <laughs> I should have moved them <laughs> because he's just that kind of sadist who, you know, you were given warning. Right. That's it. Yep. So, so it, it's going to depend on who you play with. Mm-hmm. And I think with fear, you know, sometimes you can threaten something and get away with it with your bottom. Um, but eventually you're going to have to come through with the goods, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. the fear is no longer going to continue to work if you don't do something mean and nasty occasionally. Yep. You know, to keep that energy going. Well, that's 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 one I one of the things I love. It's it's classical conditioning, classical 
conditioning mm-hmm. of 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 the highest order of the, of highest, the kinkiest of order. The kinkiest order. <laughs> when you when you give a little bit and then relax, give a little bit and relax, and make a threat and relax. It's not the carrying through every time that is the the most terrifying. It is the carrying through and farther than they expect just once. Just once. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yep, exactly. So speaking of just once, mm-hmm. we <laughs> this is not going to be a great segment. Right, right. Well, speaking of just once, just um, once upon a time there was... We normally have um, a meet and greet on the second Friday of each month. However, this month we are going to not have one. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Because it is time for Sexapalooza. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We will be running the play space, uh, the dungeon at Sexapalooza, which is at Vets Memorial here in Columbus. It is January 13th through the 15th. Mm-hmm. I believe it starts at 5 p.m. till midnight on Friday. Uh, I think it's either 10 or noon to midnight on Saturday. And then uh, I think they end at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Sunday. And this is a, if you're into kinky shopping, this is going to be the place to be. Mm -hmm. This is a non, it's, it's, it's really not a full out convention and play thing it's more about there are some educational classes we'll be uh, we'll be teaching a class called um, kink for intimacy and connection which is a kink for vanillas class so if you're interested in in uh, you've never been involved in the scene you've been thinking about coming out and learning a little bit about the scene this is going to be a great class for you to learn um, there'll be lots of eye candy. There'll be lots mm-hmm. of things to see. We'll be running demos. Are we doing it every hour or every two hours? Uh, as often as we can. Oh, okay. As often as we can. <laughs> I'm hoping that it, that it works out to be about every hour or two. Okay. Um, we have a lot of different volunteers. Dan and Don will be there probably doing some central spanking. Um, Dan will be uh, trying out his hand at suspension. And... Wow. <laughs> Actually, he won't. Um, <laughs> yes, his hand will be suspended, but the rest of him will right, not. <laughs> exactly. He will suspend your disbelief as he suspends his little pinky toe. Um, anyway, we have, we, we're going to bring a little bit of uh, music. We're going to bring a little bit of uh, AIS Kink Labs furniture, and we'll be running the play space there. It is a public venue. So Tits need to be covered, and so right. does the crotch. Right. So you have to cover your nipples and your genitalia. But other than that, I'd like to see some kinky finery. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What else do we have coming up? Um, Ooh, we just just one one quickie about that. Oh. About the come on. Uh, one quickie, really? About the sexapalooza. Okay. Well, if you want more information about sexapalooza, you can check them out at www.sexapalooza.ca. And if you check out the Columbus um, 2012, hopefully it'll give you a little more information. They said that they were launching uh, the advertising campaign as of uh, last, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll, that'll be out in some of the local magazines, some of the local radios, and it's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. So Winter Wickedness is coming up? Yes. Are you looking forward to any particular classes? Um, I am. 
I'm looking forward. <laughs> I, am. I am. Um, I am actually. Uh, we have a lot of great presenters coming out there. We have, uh, we have Gray Dancer. He's going to be doing military style bondage. Ooh, military style. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. <laughs> we also have um, Tomo. Who's fr- going to be doing? From the Dyke Uniform Corps. Oh, uniform. Hint. Hint. (laughs) (laughs) We also have Sergeant Major, who's going to be doing some stuff on DS. And military DS. Exactly. Hint. Hint. (laughs) And we have... Okay, that's enough, I think. Can I go ahead and give them what the theme is? Go ahead. (laughs) So, um, the theme for Winter Wickedness for the first night is going to be military so wear your finest kinky military uniformy type outfit and we will be in we will be engaging in all types of military goodness <laughs> it's our salute to the troops <laughs> yep. of and it's our salute to the troops from a lot of different years we are going to have some stuff from the uh Chattanooga Choo Choo area <laughs> era. We're going to have some stuff that's USO related. We're going to have some more modern type uniform stuff. Mm-hmm. There's it's... nothing better than a guy in uniform. And I'm talking to one particular Navy guy. You better find that freaking uniform. <laughs> okay, so let's do one more question before we sign off. Can we do one more? Really? Yeah. All right. We got a really good one, and it's perfect for this time of year. You know that. Okay. Okay. So, what is your New Year's resolution? Of course, they put, what is your kinky New Year's resolution? (laughs) Hmm. You want to take that one first? I have some New Year's resolutions that aren't really kink related. um, That, I mean... My resolution is to have no more freaking surgeries. I don't want to see a doctor. I don't want to hear a doctor's voice. I don't want to be around any of them. I'm done with the with the body modification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my kink resolution is I am going to try to find that inner masochist again. Really? So, so wow. look for opportunities to help me out with that. There'll be maybe some coming up and at Wicked. There'll be a few coming up when I go to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And there might be an opportunity when we go down to um, Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. And there will definitely be opportunities for my buddies at Twisted Trist. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we've already got a bunch lined up this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We haven't been to to Beat Me in in quite some time and I just talked to Jason and we're going to square that all up. We'll be out. We'll be out for uh Beat Me uh in March. That's going to be a blast. We'll be at uh Beyond Leather in um April. We'll be at Twisted Trist in June. And so what's your resolution? My resolution? Oh fuck, I don't have any. I don't have a clue, you know. It's one of those You don't want to get in touch with your inner masochist? I can help you with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can withstand a tremendous amount of pain. I just don't like it at all. <laughs> I just don't like it at all. Um, what is my what is my thing? I think the biggest thing is. I think one of the biggest thing is is something that, that something that the 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 uh, slave I'm interviewing um, has has brought to my attention is it's almost kind of to look at my mastery in a way of being more detached with it, 
right? Being more detached to the out, uh, of the outcome to it, you know, because for a, lo- a long time it was like I was really attached. To, oh, it's going to look like this. It's going to look like that. I think I think I want to be less attached to my DS. I think I just want to enjoy it more and not and 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 don't have any expectations expectations of it. I think that's part of. I think that's my kinky resolution. Like part of that is look at is look at how. Um, that's, that's one aspect that I want to discover about myself. I think the other, the other piece is that I want to, um, I want to play more. I want to have more fun. Right. Last year, last year I was, uh, both of us were so freaking busy that you and I didn't, I mean, how often do we play? Hmm. You know, not as often as I'd like, Mm -mm. I'd like to spend a little time, um, some, you know what I want to do? What do you want to do? I want, here's what, here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, um, I want to do some rope gatherings. Like, you know, I, I want to. Well, we do one usually every July. Well, right. We do. Um, but I want to do some, some, some fun kind of like hands on, I don't know, like, like great answer does. He does, he does the grooves. I want to do something with Korg, um, with, with bondage nexus and with you so that, so that I can hone up on my next level of rope skills. Hmm. So that you and I can have some more fun with uh, with the the new rope I got for and for the, Christmas um, and the suspension points in our room. I I don't know what you're talking about. I really <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So speaking so the, of points of contact, the, those are my, well. Those are those those are my those are my uh, those are my. Those I am getting really good. I want I you to like you know. This whole sure. segue thing. Segway thing. Yeah. So those are my kinky <laughs> resolutions. I think that I have, I do have um, two vanilla resolutions. One is we're going to do fencing class, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of it. I want to. I, I love your. I love this this thing that we've been doing. We've been doing these Groupons, right? So Groupons, favorus, and, and there's another one too. Yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> Living social. Living so, and what we've been doing is we've been doing like so. The last one we did was dancing class. Ooh. You know, and we <laughs> we're learning rumba. We're learning how to rumba, and <laughs> then uh, this morning uh, Sheba came to me and said, "Hey, how'd you like to learn how to fence?" And I'm like. What? <laughs> and we've been taking these classes. You know, we've been buying the Groupons for, I don't know, whatever, the fencing classes, like 35 bucks for four classes. What the fuck? Who cares? So we'll spend the 35 bucks and we'll go out for four times and we'll learn and how to fence. And I'll get a really fabulous outfit out of it. Right. <laughs> I want to do more of that. I want to do more of these, of these, you know, bucket list type of classes. I want to do that. <laughs> And this summertime, I'm I plan on after. Oh God, I want to get on the bikes. Yeah, more. absolutely. I want to take um, once we do. I, I want to set up um, after the Power Exchange Summit, which is coming on what? June first, second, third. June first, second, and third. And uh, as you know, if you are interested in Cope Cope ticket sales, go on sale. That weekend before, right? Memorial Day, right? They go on sale that weekend. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, I believe they do. And so, after Cope goes on sale, I want to just kind of set Cope on autopilot and go riding. Right. That's yep. something I miss. Yep. We didn't get to do a lot of riding last year. Okay. Anyway, so that's... Anyway, now that you've trampled all over my fabulous segue. It was a great segue. Let me just take everyone back to points of contact. 
<laughs> and then go into how to contact us. <laughs> you can contact us on FetLife at Barrick or at Brat underscore Sheba. You can find us on Twitter at Brat underscore Sheba or AIS underscore org. You can catch us on email at Barrick and Sheba at AOL or Yahoo or Gmail or Hotmail. That's B-A-R-A-K, the letter N, S-H-E-B-A. Um, you can find us on our website, panpolybdsm.com, or on adventuresinsexuality.org. Plus, you can catch our articles monthly on Sexes Magazine. We gave you that that address earlier, but if you've missed it, it's www.sexismagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And you can read our monthly uh, articles there. Right. You can also uh, catch me on Facebook at Brat underscore Sheba. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. Well, we're, uh, I guess that's. We're into the new year. Yeah, we're into the new year. And we'll be back for another episode, for another exciting episode of BSing with Barrick and Sheba on February the 6th. Perhaps. What? We might. Do you want to give them that hint? I don't know. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you do you want to maybe? Do you want to maybe do something like this live at? Oh God! Could you imagine? Coming to you, live from Winter Wickedness. Follow us in all the BS. <laughs> okay, seriously, I'm done. We can go ahead and turn this off now. <laughs>